Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. My, de- my guest today, Dr. Eric Barker, the medical director at Intermountain Day Spring Clinic in Logan, and Charlotte Prather, who is a substance use disorder counselor at Day Spring Clinic in Logan. Uh, doctor, I would like to go on, talk about purpose. I think finding purpose when you're stuck in your house all by yourself or just with your family is a difficult thing. Talk about how we can best go about really evaluating what our purpose is in life and finding greater purpose. Sure. And uh, I think that having a good sense of, of who you are as an individual, what your values are, what you want to accomplish, uh, really helps to keep things in perspective, both uh, for individuals who are struggling with substance use and who are in recovery, as well as anyone in the general society who is struggling with the, the difficulties being presented by this current pandemic. Um, I, I think that. Uh, this really in in history is a, is a unique opportunity for us to take self inventory to to ask ourselves what really is most important to us uh, a lot of things that we do for fun um have sort of fallen by the wayside and i think a lot of people are noticing well maybe that i spent a lot of time on this hobby or on that activity and it, was, it wasn't so important for me uh, in and um so i think that you know, really assessing what are the connections that you want to make with others? Who are the important people in your life? Um, and uh, for, for folks in, in recovery, uh, it, it's, it's important to, I think that it can be very motivating to, to be staying off of substances for loved ones and, um, you know, for employment and, and, and other motivations. But I think it's very important that uh, that we have a good relationship with ourselves as well. That we make peace with ourselves. That we're doing and becoming um, the, the the doing the things we, we want to and um, becoming the person we want to. And I, I've I've seen it time and again that ultimately, if someone is going into recovery just for someone else, that is a shakier and and riskier recovery. When someone is is going into recovery. Uh, for themselves and uh, so that they can look themselves in the mirror every day and know uh, with a clean conscience that that they are doing what they believe to be right and for the right reasons that that really seems to help uh, help individuals a lot. Charlotte with the increased chance of relapse uh, what are some good skills that people could use uh, to prevent them from relapsing? Well, one of the first things right off the bat is reach out, reach out to people, um, let people know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um, 
really being a part of that support, the support group and, and um, broadening your support network is a great um, relapse prevention skill. Um, identifying what is triggering you, um, how you're feeling, what maybe there's external triggers that are, that are, that are triggering you, and what your internal triggers are. Um, they have a concept that we hear all the time in recovery called HALT. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Um, and reassessing and reevaluating where we are in the moment. Am I too far in the future? Am I too far in the past? Um, there are some good grounding techniques right now. Springtime, the grass is growing. Um, we can you could put your bare feet in our front yard, um, gardening, getting your hands in the dirt. They've said that there are certain ions in the dirt that are positive and negative that help ground us um, in our in our bodies. Um, we can. Um, acknowledge five things that you see around you. Use that five, four, three, two, one. Um, again, deep breathing. There are some deep breathing skills. They call it box breathing, um, where you're breathing in for four seconds, um, holding and then breathing out again um, for four seconds, and then sitting and reflecting. Um, that deep breathing allows us to get that oxygen to our brain. Um, and then do have an emergency contact list. If you've been working these things and you just cannot get past them, have those people that you can reach out to, AA meetings or a sponsor or a trusted individual in your life. Doctor, we know that people are afraid to go to clinics, treatment centers at this point in time. What are the resources that are available for folks? Are you open? Sure, yes. Uh, and in fact, quite honestly, we're not having a lot of patients come into the building. Most of our visits right now, 95% or more are, are virtual. So uh, just to reassure people that uh, they're not going to have to be unnecessarily exposed uh, to public settings more than than they would would otherwise need to, um, you know. We're, we're in the, as far as trying to connect people to resources to help with addiction recovery, we're trying to set up a system that has a, a no wrong door policy. Um, I don't think we've quite quite got there. So my advice is, if you look for help in a certain situation and find it to be a dead end, keep knocking on those other doors. So places that you can turn to, you can ask your primary care physician who are the addiction treatment resources in your specific community. Um, you can contact your local community health department um, or community mental health department, and, and they will be well-versed with, with who are the resources uh, available in your specific community. Um, ask other individuals who have been down this road of recovery, uh, who have struggled with substances, how did they uh, succeed? Where, where were the counselors? Where were the programs? Where were the re resources that, that they went to um, to, to get help? Uh, clerical leaders oftentimes are, are well connected with, with recovery resources. Um, Intermountain Day Spring, we have uh, several programs throughout our system. Um, you could reach out to, to one of our clinics and, and we certainly will be able to help people find the, the right level of care. Um, if someone's in a crisis, uh, there's a, a great app called uh, Safe UT, which um, at the push of a button, you can get connected to the University of Utah Crisis Center, either by text or have a phone call with them. And uh, you know, a lot of folks look at that and say, well, 
that's really if you're struggling with like on the verge of suicide and and that's certainly one important use for it but if somebody is right on the verge of of relapsing uh, I, i've had uh, folks who've, who've uh, called just to get some help walking through I, I need to get through this moment of craving so that i don't relapse so that i can stay on the bandwagon and um and it's been very helpful for them charlotte any final words um, just AA communities, NA communities, there's refuge recovery. We have, there's um, Buddha-based recoveries at recoverydharma.online. There's all kinds of just, just Googling addiction will bring up all kinds of things um, and places that you can connect with people. All right. Thank you so much to both of you for joining me today. All right. My pleasure. Thank you.